Welcome to the Words of Heart podcast. In this episode, we dive into a topic or story pertaining to mental health. This episode is accompanied with video and audio. However you choose to listen to this episode, sit back, relax, open your hearts and minds. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. everyone welcome to another episode of the words of heart podcast i am your host Dion sanchez and joining me today in this awesome episode is sue bowels i hope i said that right bowls like a cereal sue bowls <laughs> thank you for joining me today sue thanks for having me Dion. looking forward to this awesome so sue if you could give my audience the insight into you who you are just the who is Sue Bowles? Um, to get started, that would be great. Sure. Well, I can tell you what I do, and then we'll get into who I really, who I am behind all, all, all that a little later. Um, I am a master certified life coach, and I do a lot of podcasts every year. I wrote a book in 2019 that won an award, so I'm officially an award-winning author. Uh, I do a lot. Yeah, I was pretty excited for that. I uh, do a lot of speaking on college campuses and and mainly as as a a seminar speaker, state conferences, a couple national conferences. So I am, I lead my step ahead, and we are an organization that's committed to breaking the stigma around mental health issues. So whatever I do has to do with that. So that, that, that that's my heart. That's my pulse. And, and, and that's, that's what I want to do is simply help get the message out there that it's okay to not be okay. And you don't have to have it all together. And it happens in a wide variety of ways, including you know, this podcast. And uh, it, 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 it brings me joy just to be able to, to help others who are on their journeys. Awesome. So um, you said you're a real advocate for mental health. Um has mental health affected you before you started your organization or how has mental health truly affected you? If you don't mind going more deeper into that. Oh, no, open book. Um, Mental health affected me, started actually, even though I didn't realize it, 
when I was seven years old. And I want to give a quick trigger warning. A couple of things I'm going to share here have to do with sexual assault, have to do with depression and being suicidal. If anything like that is triggering for you, including eating disorders, I really want you to take some time, have a self-care plan. If you need to put this on pause or come back to it later, please do that. I don't want my story to hurt you as you are healing. So I want to, I always try to put that out there. Having said that, uh, mental health started affecting me when I was raped when I was seven years old and a classmate from my, of mine uh, in first grade enticed me into the woods and held me against my will for 45 minutes. And as if that wasn't bad enough, I didn't tell anybody for 15 years until my senior year of college. And I didn't realize then, I didn't make the connection between the struggles I was having and that event for quite some time. Anyone who's a little familiar with it, and you can research it on the internet, knows that trauma literally rewires your brain. So if you can imagine a seven-year-old brain that is just developing and just starting to be able to learn, you're only two years into school, and my brain rewired itself, and it went into fight or flight syndrome. And I lived that way for 15 plus years. So that's where it started. A lot of offshoots came from that. I was, I was depressed. I've been suicidal twice. I developed an eating disorder in college. Um, you know, there were other sexual assaults from, from kids in, in high school. And I didn't realize how much it was tied to that one event for many, many years. And, and even though I was in and out of counseling for a long time, I was a troubled kid. I, 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 was, I was very insecure. I didn't feel valued. And, and I tried to find my worth through activity. So in high school and college, I was over-involved because my, my worked out mind interpreted it that if I was seen, I had value. And if I had value, I mattered to somebody. So I stayed busy because if I stayed busy, I didn't have to think. And if I didn't have to think, I didn't have to feel. And if I didn't have to feel, I didn't have to deal with my stuff. So I hid behind activity. And it wasn't until 2014 that I really started dealing with the rape. Over 40 years after the event, I finally started dealing with it but I've done the hard work and it is a lot of hard work. And I stand here now on the other side, able to define the effects those events have on me as compared to letting them rule me. I make that decision now. They don't control me, I control them. And it took a long time with a whole lot of support to be able to get to that point. But that's, that's where I am now. And what I do now is a result of that hard work because I want to be for someone else what others were for me. And it all starts with the simple message of it's okay to not be okay. Um, <laughs> I was listening and um, thank you for sharing that truly. And no, something else to follow up with that, but I can't think of anything at the right moment. But um, you're absolutely right that it's okay not to be okay. Um, I think there's a song um by this artist named Mabel 
which is like an anxiety anthem, which I'll share later perhaps, but um, I can understand um, as far as suicidal thoughts, I can relate to that in a little bit of a way. Um, just to give you further insight into who I am as far as mental health pertains, pertaining to me, um, for the first two years of my life, I couldn't hear her talk. So um, as a result, that brought many challenges that were out of my control because mm -hmm. of how I was born and wired and just my development was very slow as a result. So I had difficulty fitting in and gaining acceptance from my peers and just ultimate rejection, it seems, from mm -hmm. when I was little to my preteen years um, for a good great deal and as a result of that I felt like I, there was something wrong with me like why well, I'm not important if like what's the point of being here if I'm just gonna have no friends and be alone um as far as my form of therapy and how to manage that I did have family and friends but I didn't have a lot of friends That's, I think the friend factor is what was sorely lacking as far as me finding worth within myself mm -hmm. So um, I leaned on God and my faith and um, it took literally till me getting into high school on eighth grade, summer year of eighth grade or however that, however long ago that was um, for me to get, have that epiphany moment that I am important, that I am loved. There are people that care about me outside of my family. Mm -hmm. And that if I were to just end my life right now, that it would be deeply affected by everyone. So I do have life worth living. So I can understand a great deal from my own experience as far as suicidal thoughts. But, um, and I think that's the joys about this podcast and part of why, actually not even part of it, it really why I started to begin with because we're all struggling with mental health, especially during this crazy pandemic season. And yeah. if I could help others get through their emotions a bit easier, just have a smile on their face and be like, hey, there's somebody just like you. It's You're not alone in this. Then right. that truly warms my heart as far as helping people through this. Right. And I think right now with this whole pandemic thing and, you know, here we are, what, 20 some months, 22 months or 20 months or whatever into it. And, you know, it's like, here we go around four and it's just, it's just nonstop. Yeah. And and yeah, there's the weariness behind it, but there, the bigger issue behind it is the toll it's taking on everybody. Everybody's feeling very weary, very weary, very, um, it's, it's, I think it's past fatigue. Yeah. I, I, I think it's worn out. I think it's beat up and worn out and, and worn down. And you know, that, that affects so much. It affects not only how we feel about ourselves, but it affects how we interact with other people. If we're not feeling good about ourselves, we're not going to feel good about interacting with someone else. Think of a day when whatever it is just set you off and you aren't irritable. You're probably not a pleasant person to be around no matter who you're with. Do that for 20 months, you know? I mean, uh, you know, it's, we're doing, having so much damage to our everyday relationships that really we're probably okay moving into you know leaning into this and now it's just like you know I, I just I just need something to change nothing's changing and you know you're my punching bag and I don't mean to and yet it happens again and again and again so everything and everyone is being challenged right now and 
I don't know there's going to be a quick exit to it. There sure hasn't been for the last 20 months anyway. Absolutely. And I can understand um, being aggravated and annoyed. Um, I certainly had my own emotional um, breakdowns throughout this pandemic um, one time or another. Um, just to add on to how else I've been adapting to this pandemic. Um, and I'm sure many people have other um, struggles as well as far as isolating, quarantine, being away from your family, especially during the holidays, which could be really saddening for those. Um, I actually, man, I'm like chuckling here because it's been two years of this pandemic, which means this news I'm sharing with you, it's been two years as well. Um, I got diagnosed with diabetes at the start of the pandemic, 2020. So as far as adapting to this unfortunate circumstances along with everybody else, I also had to adapt to this new health change within mm -hmm. my body that right. <laughs> I didn't foresee coming, but that right. um, circumstance was a blessing. Um, many people might not see it as a blessing, but I was on the brink of death before I got diagnosed. So I can't hate 2020 as much as everybody. I could probably hate it like 5%, but um, I, there was a good chance I wouldn't have lived to see 2020 either. So um, yeah, it has been wearing and annoying and I wish there was a direct answer to, hey, let's get back to normal or let's go back to 2018 or some fundamental year where life was chaotic but it wasn't like deadly if that makes sense but right. um unfortunately we are where we are right now mm -hmm. and the best way we can do is adapt even though we don't want to adapt but such as my podcast and there's other resources there's ways to buckle through this it's not going to be a fun buckle but it will right. <laughs> help in some way so mm -hmm. speaking of your um helping um you mentioned you wrote a book and um, in 2019 um how has that um helped during this season considering the year it came out right before 2020 yeah it, it's it's weird because you know i started the book in 2015 2014 2015 somewhere around there and kind of pepped at it and then what, what I originally envisioned for the book kind of changed as the book started taking shape. And then I started dealing with my eating disorder and I had to take a year off because I just didn't have the emotional strength to deal with anything else. And then came back to it. And by the time the book was done, 2019, I just decided I'm done playing with this thing. I'm going to get it done. And I had a deadline for myself and, and, and I was going to hit that deadline. And I did. And the book came out September 19th, 2019, and um, found out November 20th, no, November 2020, it won second place in the Faith and Fellowship Book Festival. So it is officially an award-winning book. Uh, and that, that was real encouraging for me. It was my first book. It's self-published and it won an award. So I'm thinking God's telling me I'm doing the right thing and I'm on the right trail. I am working on book number two. And I have concepts and working titles for books two, three, and four. I just have to get them from my head to past my fingers right now. So, uh, so, so that, you know, that helped in a lot of ways. And, and honestly, that actually opened the door for a lot of podcasts. So that was, was a nice relief in 2020 as things were starting to happen. Um, 
but I think what, what's been most encouraging is, is reading some of the comments of the readers. If they're kind enough to leave a review on Amazon, last I checked, I think there's about 18 of them on there right now. And, and to read some of these comments is very encouraging. To, 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 and then kind of blows me away. It's like, my words had that effect. You know, to, to know that uh, one, of, one, of my, one of the people who, who read it said, said she didn't know if she wanted to, to uh, hit me, throw the book, or hug me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I found that to be a really wide range of emotion, but, but that told me that there was something striking very deep for her, and, and it, it gave her permission to start working her healing journey. And, and the, the power of words to do that is very awe-inspiring and very humbling um, to know that me just simply sharing my story is having that effect on other people. It's not something I take lightly, and, and it does mean a lot to me. It helps, it helps things make sense. You know, it, it, helps, it helps put some understanding and some purpose out of the tragedies. And, you know, when you can find purpose and then a resulting passion as a result of things that you've experienced and you see that then helping affect other lives, I don't know there's anything greater that can really happen just for someone. And, and that has been, that's been very encouraging and, and very humbling as well. That's amazing. I truly admire you and believe everything you said. Um, truly in the midst of the darkest of circumstances is when in, in my own um, story, as far as before I got diagnosed, because it was a really depressing period. And I had just turned 24 in November. I was sick, everything. I was basically a skeleton. It was just so so saddening and heart aching for everyone in my family. I had outbursts, I exploded people. I mean, I do, I do, I do get defensive, but I literally like yell, physically yell because I was so emotionally exhausted and annoyed at, because there was no solution yet as to what was right. happening to me. And it was just a really dark, 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 dark um, period. And it was during the holidays when we were supposed to be happy and everything and it was through my diagnosis which I again is a blessing in itself that I really truly felt the magnitude of God's love for me and that through that experience so I can understand the light in the darkest of circumstances their purpose being within those wounds even though it may take some time to figure out how those wounds serve a purpose but I totally agree with you. Yeah, and it, it took a long time. I went through a really, really long period of just being hacked off with God. Just hacked off. Like, where were you? Why did you let this happen? Why did you, and just, just up one side and down the other, just the questions and the anger and the frustration and the confusion and, and the, you know, the not understanding and, and blaming, and just everything you go through. And it wasn't, you know, I started my healing journey, honestly, in 2014, over 40 years past the event. And I was finally starting to deal with it. And through that process, and, and it was not short and it was not painless and, and it's not for the faint of heart either, shall I say, but through that now, my step ahead has come 
everything I'm doing now had, was birthed through that. And it was almost like that healing journey was a bunch of birthing pains for my purpose. You know, my, my passion, my purpose, my direction for life all started when I started to deal with my issues. And that all started when I dared to believe that I mattered. Because until you, until you believe you matter, nothing's going to change. Not, I mean, your attitude's not going to change. Your circumstances aren't going to change. Or they're definitely not going to get better. And until I started, I dared to believe what others were telling me that I mattered, that God loved me and God was Jesus, Jesus Christ was absolutely crazy about me. And he not only loved me, but he liked me. Until I really started, I dared to believe them. And once I started walking in that direction, then it became over time easier to believe because I found it to be true. <laughs> I am loving this conversation so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to get to the icebreaker part of this awesome conversation because it's a fun part. All right. Uh, I'll start with the icebreaker question. Although if you may be really good at this one because uh -oh. <laughs> to a lot of people. Um, so and your brain is a writer's mind, so it sort of makes it easy. <laughs> so if you had to come up with a title or chapter for where your life is at at this current moment in time not in a past life or a future life right mm -hmm. now or it can pertain to the future because tomorrow is a bit away <laughs> if you had to come up with a title or chapter for where your life is at right now what would it be coming back to life wow <laughs> coming back to life because that that is where god has me right now um we're still coming out of some grief it's been uh 14 and a half months since we lost my mom and we lost her october 5th 2020 she moved in with me in 1997 and for the last eight years of her life i was her caregiver and um you know when when you lose somebody it's bad enough to lose your mom yeah. when you lose so lose your mom and you've been you've lived with her and she's lived with you longer than you've lived without her. You know, that, that's, that's a big chunk and a purpose in your life. That's, that was my identity was mom's caregiver. So working through the grief and, and just having to work through that very painful process. And I'm not all the way through it yet. I'm better this year than I was last, but I'm, I mean, I, I had yesterday trying to put up Christmas decorations. I, was having a, 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 I was unraveling just because I was just frustrated and like, can anything be normal this year? And uh, so just, you know, I go on a retreat at least once a year with walking stick retreats. And <clears throat> the, the theme in October this year was new. And God did a real work in my life and, and helped me let go of mom. And uh, with that, it helped me start seeing things as they are now and not trying to hold on. It's almost like I was trying to hold on to her leg while she was still in heaven, you know, trying to not quite, not quite let her go and, and feeling, holding myself back, feeling like I wasn't 
grieving her right and everything you go through in the grieving process questioning everything you're doing and am i doing it right well there is no right you know it's all that so my chapter would be coming back to life because i am coming back to life i'm i'm, I'm i have more spring in my step than i did this time last year and i i'm, I'm discovering my new identity and um learning to have fun with that and, and learning that I honor mom's legacy of resilience that she taught us through her life by continuing to, to follow God's plan for my life and, and, and that purpose. So it'd it be coming back to life and it's been kind of fun. So. <laughs> that's great. And that's a beautiful title. And I am so sorry for your laws, truly. Thanks. My heart goes out to you and going through this, especially right now with this chaoticness still going on. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It was it was just the whole journey. Yeah. So, <laughs> but you know, she's 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 not feeling any pain now. She's certainly not in a wheelchair. So um, that so, that that thought makes me happy. So. Uh, so this will be the part where I share my title. Um, I already gave you a good synopsis of bits and pieces of my life. So what I'm going to share isn't that much of a surprise, I think. So my title or chapter for where my life is currently at at this moment, um, it really initiated this thought process in 2020 when I got diagnosed with diabetes. And that's this particular title or phrase or mantra has shifted forward. Um, since um, 2020, um, which is basically being a warrior for change. Mm. Um, I've undergone a lot of health issues, as you just now <laughs> realized. Um, couldn't hear a talk when I was younger, and then I did talk and had to adjust and fit in. And then when it seemed like my life was relatively easy in my 20s, I just got a whammy of possibly being on the brink of death and then getting diagnosed with diabetes during this pandemic. And that's a whole other can of worms being diagnosed with anything when there was no vaccine yet. So mm -hmm. I currently feel that a warrior truly represents and is symbiotic to who I am and where I am at right now and going to be at this point moving forward. Actually, I saw a post <laughs> a couple hours ago um, that people are doing word of the years instead of new year's resolutions which i find really interesting mm. because i can fully understand the depths and the power a word has particularly the warrior part because god placed that on my heart when i got diagnosed because i had no idea what i was going to face yet <laughs> but right. did so i just feel really connected to that particular word and it just represents who I am right now and basically my mantra on everything I post in a way so ah, so on to the fun icebreaker game I'm excited because this puts my guests in a giggly mood uh oh <laughs> or really uh -oh. giggly mood <laughs> it's really for you and I get to do it so um, this game is called Song Association. You don't have to be an avid singer. You can be a shower singer and still have fun. <laughs> um, how the game works is I give you a word. See, words are a fundamental factor in this game. So I give you a word and you can either sing it, rap it. It has to be an actual song. You cannot make it up. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> I, many people have been asking, like, can I make up the song? I'm like, no. <laughs> I might make a new game for the next season where you can make up songs. But for this game, you can either sing it, rap it. It can be in the song title or in the lyrics. It has to be in one or the two. So there's a loophole in the lyrics. However, and this is where your brain plays tricks on you. You have 15 seconds from the time I give you the word to come up with either it being in the song title or in the lyrics. Also, since this plays into words, it can't be the name of an artist. Okay. <laughs> That's what I make that clear. Because I'm pretty sure there's a name of an artist at some point with these words, but um yeah that's about it so i'm just gonna get my handy dandy timer here this is gonna be fun and i just changed the word one of the words recently so uh, where is it clock timer okay <laughs> so the first word is heart i left my heart in san francisco I actually believe you that it's an actual song. Who sings it? It is. All right. So that's good. already got one down. So the next one, hmm, I don't know if you're going to be able to get this one, but I feel like people should be able to understand this if you know enough music. So the next word is words. Words. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm coming up nothing. I got nothing. Well, some of the... Okay, I'm thinking DC Talk. There's got to be something in there with DC Talk. It's just not, just not coming to my mind right now. That is a really popular band, and I'm sure they do have a word in their song, but I couldn't think of um, the song off the top of my head. But I can give you the answer some previous guests have given um um there's this song called more than words by the band extreme that they've given although i'm more familiar with another artist covering that particular song so the last word i'm curious how you're gonna do because um i changed it recently and i think you're the first guest that's gonna be given this word oh. to figure out a song with it so. <laughs> but i know there's a song with this i'm 100% certain. So the last word, oh, this should be fun. The last word is scream. Ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At all, but I know that's a song. <laughs> now you're thinking what flavor ice cream do I want? <laughs> I was not thinking when I decided to change the word. <laughs> gotcha on that one. Yes. You got all the words. I'm wait, you didn't get the No, I I miss words. There's <laughs> gotta be DC talk song. I know there is. I'll have to look. I think I have one of their songs on my phone. I'm sure they have one, but Ah, that was so much fun. So thank you for partaking in that. I'm probably gonna have some ice cream later. <laughs>
Unfortunately, um, since I can't have ice cream on my computer screen, we are out of time. Do you have any social media links or website links for my audience? Is your book going to turn into a movie on the moon someday? Give us the <laughs> inside scoop. I see what it's scoop. Ice cream. Yeah, that was good. Scoop. That was good. <laughs> inside scoop into how my audience <coughs> you. Uh, probably the best place is through my website. It's suebowles.com. It's B-O-W-L-E-S. Again, I'm a master certified life coach and my purpose is to help you get where you want to go. You know, I, I, I work with clients who want something better for themselves. I offer a 15 minute free consultation. You can go to my website and uh, fill out the little form there. I'll be in touch. We can talk for a little bit and see how I can best help you. So I've got suebowles.com. My Step Ahead also has a website. This is mystepahead.com. And My Step Ahead is also on Instagram and Facebook. I'm on Facebook is Sue Bowles Coaching. So I'm kind of out there everywhere. The book is available on Amazon and Kindle. It's called This Much I Know, The Space Between. And there's also links to it from my websites. But I think um, the, the one thing I would want to let people know is that you matter. And I dare you to believe that and even just start to believe no matter what you've gone through, no matter what has happened to you, first of all, it's not your fault. And, and, and someone needs to hear that very clearly. It is not your fault, but how you respond to it is your responsibility from here. Once you have that understanding of what happened, and, and start learning how it has affected you, then you have choices you have to make. They are not easy choices, but they can affect the trajectory of your life like you would not believe. It all starts with daring to believe you matter. Because until we matter, we don't have hope and nothing happens without hope. That's why I'm, I call myself a hope coach because I help people mine for hope because they want something better for themselves. And I get to help them find it so they can see their dreams become present reality. So please go to my website, suebowls.com, fill out the form. I would love to talk to you and see how I can help you get something better for yourself that you're wanting and you don't know how to get. Awesome, beautifully said, because I better myself, truly. Thank you again, Sue Bowles, for joining me. This was a wonderful conversation, and I'm probably going to get some ice cream now as a result. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you so much, Deanna. I appreciate it. No problem. Again, to all my listeners, thank you for joining us in this awesome episode. If you like this episode, if you want to subscribe, tweet, send it to the moon, here are the ways to do that in the following platforms. You can find us on Facebook at the Words of Fire podcast. We're also on YouTube and wherever you can listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google. You can also send ratings on Spotify podcasts as well. So if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review or a rating. That would be awesome. And of course, if you need to get in touch for whatever reason, if your heart desires, if you need to talk to someone, feel free to reach out to Sue Bowles, my guest here, and myself as well. You can talk to me on Twitter at HeartWarrior24 and on Instagram at HeartWarrior25. I dare you to follow up with what Sue Bowles said. You are important. You do matter. You are a warrior. Dare to be that. And <laughs> I'm mixing up my words here. But the point of the matter is you're not alone.
life is rough. It's a journey. You can get through the journey. You just have to have faith. So stay healthy, stay safe. I hope you guys enjoy this holiday season and just know that you're not alone. And until next time, bye.